Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and today we're diving in a little deeper to the idea of like finishing 2022 strong to start 2023. One of the things that I really recognized is that it really matters who you have around you when you're trying to grow. It really matters who supports you and that they support you in a way that you need to be supported and encourage you to grow in the way you need to grow instead of in the way that they think you should go or trying to keep you where you are because of the fears they have for you. So let's dive in today and see why it's important and why the power of the room can really change your life. Here we go. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. So for the last few weeks, we've been talking about wrapping up 2022 to prepare for 2023. And this episode, I want to do slightly different because as we were, as we're going through those steps, those challenges that I gave you, hopefully you're doing them. Well, there's something that came up in my last um, group coaching is we were talking about our family and friends. We're talking about the growth that they've had over the last few months. And the fact that now this is, you know, it's the holidays, family gets together, tensions are a little bit higher, as well as we're trying to make things magical. And so one of the things we talked about is inside out versus outside in thinking. This episode so I have a lot of friends who are who listen to my podcast and I and I love you for it. And I have a lot of friends who pick and choose. And you know, like it's okay. It's it doesn't matter. Um this episode may offend a few people and I that's not my intention. My intention is to, for you to look at really what is going on and to take care of yourself and take care of your needs and look from within, look from the inside and out, be outward versus taking all of the simulation, all of the, the ideas, those indicators on the outside and then pulling them internally. So hopefully I can explain that better. Um, so what I'm gonna talk about today is the power of being in the room. What is it costing you? What is it costing you to stay right where you are? 
And I know that sounds like a weird question, but what is it costing you to stay in this comfortable fear? What is it costing you to stay and do the same things that you're doing over and over and over and wishing and praying and hoping for something different, but nothing changes if nothing ever changes. What happens when we do take that brave step to make those small changes, to recognize that there's more for us? And by recognizing that, we start to hear, we start to see, we start to feel that dream, that vision, that that deep, dark, like, thing inside and not dark but it's it's deep in you we start to see that it kind of bubbles up it starts to we start to look at what becomes possible we start to look at what we want and why and realize that what we what we want is so much bigger than ourselves and so we start to talk to our best friends about it we start to talk and mention hey i kind of have this idea And at first, everyone's like, oh, that sounds like, oh, great. Oh, you'd be great at that. Oh, that's so good. And then you start to take steps towards it. You start to change. You start to look at your needs versus just pay attention to other people's needs. You start to shift your way of thinking. You start to recognize your fears. You start to recognize those stories. And you start taking the actions, micro steps to change them, to get out of that comfortable fear and into the, well, the discomfort of life, but the discomfort of growth. And that's when things start to happen, where things around you start to get challenging. That's when people who you thought supported you didn't or don't. And that's when you have to, you, you start getting criticism about, and they're already the voices inside the voices that are like, who are you to do this? And are you really capable of this? Is this like, who are you to step out and try this new thing? So that those voices are inside that all of a sudden our, our brains are going to look for evidence on the outside as well. And unfortunately, some of it comes from friends from close family, from our support system who are supposedly our ride or die people, but they're the ones who start instilling a little doubt and like, do you really think you should do this? Do you, what, why, what, what is your purpose here? What are you, what are you really trying to accomplish? Do you really think you're going to accomplish it this way? Do you, you know, all those little things or why don't you just wait, wait, wait it out and see, see what happens. Or why would you quit your job and do something like this? Or that doesn't seem practical. Or you have to think, consider others when you're making these decisions. All of those things feed right into the feeling of the, all those stories that are keeping you stuck. And today, that's kind of what I want to talk about. And this is something that no one's really immune to. Um, when I started my podcast, I had a good friend who was like, why would you want to do that? That seems like a lot of work and it seems like it's pointless. Podcasts are not a really a big thing. I took that to heart and I, and I, it took a little bit longer to start my podcast. And now I'm so glad that I did. I'm so thankful that I still listen to that small voice 
And I listened to the people who saw my vision, saw what I was wanting to do and knew what I was capable of before I knew what I was capable of. People who poured positively into me and into my vision and knowing that my vision is not just to have a, a podcast or just to be famous. Like I have no desire to be famous. I don't want to be a movie star. I don't want to be um, a celebrity. But I also knew that there was something inside of me that needed more. And so when I, when I started listening to all those voices of, oh, why would you do that? Or why don't you do this instead? Oh, this seems easier. When, and there's times that, like, let's face it, there are easier ways to do things. There are easier ways to live life. But when was easy ever? Well, when did you ever really get that satisfaction from doing easy? Whether it's an easy relationship, how did that work out for you? An easy parenting thing where giving your kids, just giving them the, this, the phone all the time, anytime they complain about it or buying them something in the store every time you go um, because it was easy. Now, where, where is it getting you? And there's times because there's parenting things that I took the easy way out. And now it's I'm rewiring and like going backwards and like looking at that kind of stuff. So when is the last time that easy ever got you something that you really want? Our brains are trying to keep us safe, not successful. Our brains want us to be safe. Our friends want us to be safe. Some of the things that you have called, some of the calling that you have on your life, your friends don't understand. Your friends see you, your family sees you as the way that you've always been and doesn't see why it's so important now that you make those steps, that you take those growth steps, that you push and get out of that comfortable fear, whatever it may be. Our friends, which some of them, it is with the best intentions of protection. And our brains are like, oh, you're right. It is protect. And they want the best for me. So it's probably not the right thing. I should probably just stay where I am. When deep down, you know that no, there. if it wasn't for something inside of me, um, I wouldn't have that desire. Our brains are automatically keeping us safe. Our friends' brains are automatically keeping them safe. And because they care, they're automatically keeping you safe. The other part about that is when someone starts to change, when someone stay, takes those growth, let's talk about people pleaser in general. Let's talk about, you know, that's easy. When all of a sudden, when you're the doer in the family, when you are the one for years and you're, you know, mid forties and this has been your role, this has been your role, whereas you're the doer. So when there's family events, that's okay because Susie will take care of it all. She will make the food. She will clean up. She will make sure that everything is magical. We just show up. We watch the game. We play with the kids. We enjoy the time. But what if Susie starts to grow and realizes the reason why she was doing it is for, is for love. So let's just say an Enneagram 2, where it's that I, I am only what I do for you. That's where I get my worth. And we know deep down that you're worth way more. So 
you have a family event. And then all of a sudden, Susie decides that she's been working on herself. She's been looking at what her needs are and how to meet them and realizing that expecting other people to meet her needs, especially by doing something for them, is not really getting her what she wants in the first place. She's been so focused on the outward in, looking at, okay, what do, what could I do? What can I do to make people love me? And this is extreme, but follow me here. And what happens if she decides, you know, this time I'm not going to do it all. I get tired. I do. I miss all of the, the experiences. I can't, like, when I look back at all the Christmases, Susie talks about how she, she was in the kitchen when everyone was playing with their new toys and missed the funny thing that little Jimmy did with his new blocks. She missed out because she's focused on the doing, which it comes from a good place. But what happens if she decides one day to say, okay, guess what? Like, I'm going to need help in the kitchen. So I will cook and hey, why, who wants to clean? Or you guys cook and then I'll clean. But I'm not going to be in the kitchen at all during the cooking. And it throws people off. When you make a change, when you bravely step into something that's unknown, it rocks the boat. Our, we want, like, our brains want to keep it harmonious. They want to keep status quo because status quo allows for automations. I know that Susie cooks. So when she says it, I tell her, thank you. I go do this. And, um, and that's what my, that's status quo. That is how things are always are. When that changes, that affects everyone else to start looking at, oh, what do you mean we, we, we're not? It's not a bad thing to have help. It's not a bad thing to expect other people to help, you know, pick up the chores and, and do the doing of the holidays, of the family event. But because it's different, it, it hits people a little different. Fear is first response. Fear of, I don't know how to respond to this. Now, recognize that this is all going subconsciously. We don't recognize that this, that our status quo was just ruffled and the rug was taken under us. It's something simple, but the normal way of dealing with, of dealing with the Susie is different now. And unhealthy people respond poorly. Unhealthy people respond poorly. Healthy people sometimes respond poorly. When things happen, when you're surprised, you don't always act in your best light. The problem is Susie saw those changes, saw those responses, and internally took them in as now she's wrong. Do you think she's wrong? I don't think she's wrong. I think she was brave and actually stating what she needed. She was brave and stating the fact that she wants to see the kids play with their toys. She wants to experience and just rest during this family event as well. So this, this is just an illustration. This is just a story of when one person changes, it changes the dynamics. When your friends change. A lot of times when you want to change, it rocks the boat. 
it challenges the status quo. They don't know how to respond and it catches them off guard. That is not your fault. That is not your problem. That doesn't mean you're wrong. It means that things are changing, shifting. And again, we don't always do the right thing, but change until you start acting, you don't know what the right thing or wrong thing is. And my point in talking about this is that when you look within yourself and you declare that things are going to be different, that you're going to be different, you're going to step into the best version of yourself. You're as tired of just like going through the motions of life and you want to experience it to the fullest. You want to be able to show up to your child's game and enjoy the game and not think about work or chores or all the things that you have to do. You're at work and you're, you're enjoying work and you don't want to feel guilty because you feel like you should be at home. You want to find that balance, which balance is not an equal thing. It's a whole nother conversation, but you want to find that piece of when I'm at home, I'm at home. When I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm with my friends, I'm at with my friends that I know with confident conviction that where I am right now is where I need to be that I don't need to be torn between two things because I have choices and I get to decide. I get to decide what I think about those things. I get to think about, I get to decide what I'm gonna do. But to get to that point, there's a lot of things that, that change and a lot of these things, these outside in things that are affecting us. And really we start looking at it and like, oh, well, people around me are responding negatively or, wow, that was an intense response to my change. I must be wrong. It must not be right. I Let me just go back to the way things were because it makes other, other people uncomfortable, which that's what it is. It's they're uncomfortable. It's not your job to make other people comfortable. It's your job to find out what you're called to do. To, to be who you are called to be because that version of you is who God created you to be. That is what you're here for. And there's times there's actually like, I have stopped giving permission to people who have not earned it to speak over me. They can still criticize, but I don't, don't, I take it with a grain of salt and realize that they are acting out of fear and their own, they don't even know what I'm actually trying to accomplish. They take bits and pieces or they take a conversation or they don't, but they don't actually know what is inside my heart. And they haven't actually had taken the chance, taken the time to discover that. The taking the time to see what I really want or how I've grown. I am not the same person I was 10 years ago. I do, I, the person that I was 10 years ago before my husband died, I, I was a hard worker and I, I, I liked who I was then. I liked who I was. I was caring and I was loving. Was I perfect? No. Little did I know as an Enneagram one and that was my fear was I was not good. So I worked really hard to try. But then over the 10 years, I've allowed grief and life and my own growth journey to shape me. There's some of my friends who I knew 10 years ago 
who still can't accept the change that they knew me for my whole life. And I love them dearly, but I don't let them speak over my life now. We can joke about the past. We can talk about things. We can still get together every once in a while and, and share a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. But I don't give people the privilege of giving me constructive criticism. If they do not put in the effort or actually try to see and ask me why, ask me what my intention was, ask me what the purpose was or what was, what was I trying to accomplish? Because I am not doing everything right. And I know that you're not either, which rest in that because you'll never get it right if you don't try. You'll never figure out what's going on, what you want if you don't start trying. But I don't give, because I constructive criticism is, is important. I, I have a coach who completely called me out on earlier this week on a direction that I was going to go in my business. And she's like, what are you afraid of? Why are you doing that? She goes, that's, that's going back to your, the old way of doing it out of fear. She's like, what are you afraid of? And when I, and she's like, I can tell that this question rattled you. And it did. It rattled me. But she had the best attention. And it wasn't, she was, wasn't trying to tell me what to do. She was trying to ask me those questions of why. Was I acting out of fear? Which I totally was. Totally was acting out of fear. And trying to do something that didn't get, it, it appeared to get what I was wanting. But it was, you know, like going slight under, like, you know, it's the, the back going a shortcut that doesn't, is not fulfilling. And so she, she called me out and, um, a friend that doesn't know my intention, doesn't know, and hasn't listened to where I actually want to go and what I want to do. They are not the best people to talk into your growth. And even I was listening to a sermon a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about how your friends and family are the hardest people to convince of the change. And it was talking about how Jesus in Nazareth, how even he had to go outside of Nazareth, like his own brother didn't really believe him until after he died. So after he rose again and he saw it, but during it, could you imagine like, could you imagine his brother being like, oh, you're, you're the same as me. You're, why would you, why, who do you think you are? And he's like, well, I am that I am, but people don't understand. So if Jesus had trouble with this. Why wouldn't we have trouble with this? Why wouldn't we have trouble convincing our closest friends and family that things are changing? And again, it's not always a bad thing. Like it's, they, many of them do care about you so much. They don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see you uncomfortable. And so this brings me to how do you get around this? How do you grow consistently keeping your friends, but, but not giving them that, that place of privilege to speak over your dreams, to speak over or to question what you're doing. And this is the power of being in the room. About two weeks ago, right after Thanksgiving, I 
went to San Diego for a mastermind. And if you're not familiar with that is it was um, with my coach and with a group of women who we, we are in a coaching group together because investing in myself, investing in my dream, investing in you, I know how important it is that I need to be with women who boost me up and say, oh, that looks challenging. You got this. Being in the power, the the power of being in a room with like-minded individuals who are willing to get uncomfortable, who are willing to try things differently, who are willing to step out of that comfortable fear and whatever it may be, whether it's fail, whether, which first attempt at learning, whether it's success, whether it's making money, whether it's, you know, growing a following, whether it's, but it's all women who are Christ-centered and want they have they have a mission they have a message that god has put on their heart to get out to the world i have it you know i i pour into that because they pour into me when i do that when i am in that room with them i can see what's what i'm capable of because i see what they're capable of and that's what i want for you that's why it's so important to have a group of women who are all growing and I'll say grow together, but doing their own thing. Like there's no competition. We're all growing in ways that are unknown to us, but we're willing to listen and say, okay, what's your intention? Okay. You got this. This is what I see deep inside of you that will allow you to get it and speak life over your vision, your mission, what that calling that who am I now that we've all asked that who am I, or what do I do now? Or I, what is this, what is this thing in my heart that I, I, I know something needs to change. Being in a room with women who will call that out and say, I feel that there's something inside of you is so important. Being in a room that supports you and says, you know what? I saw that you, you know what that happened, what happened with your family, Susie? That's because you were speaking your needs and that's that's healthy it wasn't you that messed up it was their responses and we can't affect the way other people respond to us but we can we can look at how we deal with it and grow from it so like i have i have this group of women that i group coaching that we we meet weekly and we talk about things like this we talk about the power of the room and how one change can change everything for us. That's all. One one small change is all we really need. And so when you are looking and you're like, okay, there's something more. I know I want to change. I don't want to look at the end of 2023 and think, well, there we go. Another year and I'm in the exact same spot. Another year I have this calling. I have this, this dream that's hidden inside my heart and that I did not unlock. So get in a room with, with people who are all saying yes to themselves, who are saying, yes, I don't know what it means. I don't know what to do. I don't know the how, but I know the why is because God's called me to it. I know the who, that it is me, that I get to discover who that is. The, the what is, well, you get to figure that out too, which is exciting but the key is being in the room of people who support you. 
being in the room and let people say, I see you're changing. Well done. Oh, I see that you're like, what was your intention here? Because what has it costed you to listen to your close friends and family when you know deep down inside that there's something, whether it's a, you want to start, um, what maybe you want to go to work. Maybe you're feeling you love staying home with your kids, but there's something more there. Or you're at work and you want to stay home with your kids, or you want to start a ministry, or you want to start a podcast, you want to start a business, you want to start a a group of women who support each other, you want to start a Bible study, you want to step out and do something outside of yourself that means something. You're asking yourself, what now and who am I now? What now and who am I now? Find a group of women who are all asking those same questions and are supporting each other. And the good thing is you don't have to look any further because there is my Facebook group is women only. And that is where we're going. That is where we're, what the intention of it is, is to look at, and when you're ready, whether you, you've gone from having school-age kids to teenagers, where all of a sudden now your kids don't need you the exact same way. And so you're asking, okay, so it's, I have more time on my hands. I have a different calling to parenting. I, you start that feeling like as my kids were growing and I saw how the, the parenting shifts, I have more time. I can, they're both, they're both teenagers. Well, one, she's about to be a teenager in like two months, but I can go to the store and leave them at home. I don't need, and I can go to the store. I can go out to dinner and leave them at home. I can take them to their friend's house and I don't have to be there with them. Like the time now it's there. It's my time. I get to choose how I use some of my time. Granted, most of my time is still driving them around, but even that I realize 18 months from now, my son's going to be driving 18 months, actually less than that now. But times change. And so you get to change with it. As you go through these seasons of life that you you get to look at what you've done and really appreciate what you've done. Then you get to look to see what is coming up. What is next for me? What do I do now that it's my time? Who am I now that my kids, I don't need to, I don't need to change diapers. I don't need to take my kids to XYZ. I don't need to, I have more time. I don't need to entertain them every moment of the day. Heck, if I talk to them three times a day, then it's a check, it's a win. And know that it's not selfish. It's, it's life is shifting. Your kids still need you like they did before. They do. They just need to need you in a different way. So don't fight the who am I now question. Don't fight the what now question. Don't fight the it's my turn statement that you're feeling. All of a sudden, not everything you do has to go out to other people. That you have time to look at your dream, you that that deep need that you have, that calling that God has put there. And then get into the Facebook group and let's talk about what that means. Let's talk about what 
being in the power, the power of being in the room and being with women who are all saying yes to themselves is like. If you're interested, let's talk about that. Get in there, ask me questions. I love, I love answering questions about this. I love talking about this because a lot of times I can see things that others can't see in themselves. That's why I have people who can see things in me that I can't see myself in myself. And it's, it's a beautiful relationship, but we all want what's best for each other. And it's not in a competitive way. It's in a, let's support you because if you're succeeding, so am I, if you're growing and you're stepping into who God called you to be, it's going to benefit all of us. It's going to benefit the world because God wants what's best for us. So with that, get into my Facebook group, reach out to me, let's talk. In um, the end of January, well, I have the three-day challenge coming up, 9th through 11th of January, where we're going to talk about setting intentions, setting up 2023 for the best year ever. And I know that's very cliche. That's very, like everyone right now is doing, you know, vision and, and goals for 2023. I do them a little differently. Because I think who you're being is more important than what you're doing. Who do you want to be in 2023? Who do you want to be for your kids? Who do you want to be for your spouse? Who do you want to be for your friends? Who do you want to be for yourself? And when you are that person, the doing comes easy. So get into my Facebook group. Um, I'll have information, get on my mailing list. Um, I'm going to start pumping out information of that. It's going to be held through Zoom and Facebook. Um, and see if you look at the people, the relationships around you, I'm not saying you have to get rid of them, but evaluate which ones get to speak life over you and which ones do not. And then find people who will speak life over you. Come talk to me. I will speak life over you. Let's see what's possible. Because when you start seeing what's possible, nothing can stop you. You see, and you have that compulsion that like, I have to, this is the way God created me. I have to do this. And that's how I feel with working with, um, with my clients, with my group. I absolutely love my group coaching, the things that we get to talk about, the things that we, the transformations I get to watch them go through the journey that I get to be on with them is such a, an amazing journey. They get to say yes to themselves every week. They get to say yes to the things that they want and realize that it's not selfish. It's actually the most selfless thing that they can do. So if you're interested in that too, see what it could mean by discovering who you are, what could come out of it. Contact me. All of this to say, get into my Facebook group. Let's chat. Let's connect. Let's have this community that we lift each other up instead of tearing each other down. Let's not whine about things that the world is doing or what's the saying on the outside. Let's look at what's on the inside and pull that out. It's a lot of fun. Well, with that, friend, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas because if you're listening to this, that means you survived Christmas another year. And I hope that you got to experience it and not just go through the most emotions and do the doing. I hope you got to be 
involved. And I, I, and I hope that you really embrace because we'll never get those days back. But it's never too late to decide that right now, this is the line in the sand and I'm no longer going to be forced to focus just on the doing, but I'm going to get to be and I'm going to experience life and experience my family as well. With that, friend, choose joy until joy chooses you.